keep your clothes looking their best with the perfect laundry regimen. Clean your clothes and keep them whiter and brighter with Tide. Protect them from fading, stretching, and fuzz with Downy Fabric Softener. Add a boost of incredible freshness with Downy Unstoppable's Scent Booster Beads and reduce wrinkles and static with Bounce Dryer Sheets. Get all your laundry essentials at Target. Well, good morning, good morning, good morning. Uh, welcome to Fight Back 2020. We appreciate you being here. It is a lovely, lovely day. It's been raining all night here in Central, you know, in Central Florida. It's been raining. I'm in West Central Florida, Tampa area. So not Tampa Bay. Please don't call it Tampa Bay because that pisses off people who live here. Unless you've only lived here for a little bit and don't know any better, you don't live in Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay is a body of water. It ain't like Green Bay, where Green Bay is an actual place. You know, Green is Green Bay, Wisconsin. Um, there's an actual place called Green Bay. We're actually a place called Tampa. And there's a place called St. Petersburg. And there's a place called Clearwater. And a place called Dunedin. Dunedin. Okay, there's a place called Sarasota. Um, there's actually a place called Minnesota too. Weird. Uh, but there's no place actually called Tampa Bay except for that big body of water out there. All right. Now that I've got that rant off, because I know I, I have people listening on iHeartRadio. Thank you for those who are listening to the program on iHeartRadio. I, or, or iHeart.com. Golly, I appreciate that so much. It is awesome that you do that. And what would be more awesome is if, if you would uh, decide to share that with your friends, neighbors, and your enemies. Um, because it's just fun to, to bother your enemies. That's kind of cool. Uh, you know, just keep pushing this stuff at them. You know, like, stop, stop pushing truth. Stop pushing reason, rationality. Stop it. This is not right. Yeah, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Uh, tell them that if it, it tastes bad because it's working. <laughs> it burns because it's working. <laughs> All right, again, my name is William Lawson, and this is Fight Back 2020. I want to talk a little bit about what's going on. I want to talk about, about two things this, this morning. I want to talk about COVID-19 and what's going on with COVID-19 in my eyes. And I want to talk about um, Justin Amash. All right, COVID-19. Uh, when this thing is over, and it, it'll be over soon, uh, sooner than, than later, because most governors are looking at uh, policies to restart their states. Um, some are taking the action of damn the torpedoes full speed ahead like Georgia and their data doesn't put them in, in, in as good a place as Florida does. Um, but they're damn, I mean, they're damn to, you know, Governor Kemp has decided that he was damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. And that's what they've decided to do, which is fine because that keeps people in Georgia and that keeps people from coming here. <laughs> Uh, because they can do a lot more in Georgia than we can still do here in here in the state of Florida. Um, that is in much, and if you look at the the maps, if you look at the data, we're much better off than a lot of places in in in, in the country, especially for large states. Florida is the fourth largest state by population in the union, so we're doing we're doing really good, and we've got areas that are doing really good, so. But um, when this thing is over, we're going to have to do a postmortem on it. And, and maybe postmortem is kind of a hyperbolic word to use 
maybe a sensitive word to use, but that's really what it is. We're going to have to look back and find out, well, where did this come from? And then be real honest that this came from China. China. It's not racist to say that. It's the truth. Whether it came from the Wuhan wet market or whether it came from the um, the, st- the stage four uh, laboratory not far from Wuhan, that's not far from the Wuhan market, whether it was, you know, malfeasance or an accident, doesn't really matter. China, in my view, has lost its status in the world, you know what, in, in the world marketplace. Because, yes, because of this. We had just one little mistake, and now nobody wants to play with us. And I think that that needs to be the response from nations around the, around the world, around the globe. China the, has been a, uh, a country that has prized their isolation for years and years. Mao. And, and even before, they've prized their isolation and we should give it to them. Whatever, whatever that looks like, especially economically. Especially economically. It don't make good sense. This is what your friends who, who don't like you or don't like your political views hate to hear. It don't make good sense that all our stuff that we use, that everything on my desk right now that I'm using to make this broadcast comes from China. It, it just doesn't make good sense. Because some of it, I would not be, if I looked for it, I would not be able to find the thing that I'm looking for made anywhere else. You, you want to put a bee in China's bonnet? Start buying stuff made in Taiwan. God, they hate that crap. They hate the Taiwanese. They hate the Taiwanese. Start buying stuff made. I mean, if if you can't find stuff made in Kansas or in Michigan or in Kansas or in Florida or Georgia, start buying stuff made in Taiwan. <sighs> Golly, because the Chinese hate the Taiwanese. We might have to go back to buying stuff made in Japan. Or we might have to go back to making stuff here in the United States. Because in a health emergency like COVID-19, you want to have control or be able to to have access, let's say it that way, to as much of the things you need, the PPEs, the uh, the ventilators, all uh, all, all the stuff that you need right here. You want to have, you want to be able to have all your stuff. You know, you, you talk about people who uh, are preparing here in Florida, we have hurricanes. So it is smart that people prepare for hurricane season. Hurricane season is going to be here in a month and a half. Jesus. In, in a month and a half. So guess what? Here's what people in Florida do instead of panic. We prepare. So, because of flooding and the like, and the the possibility that your uh, place that powers your water may lose power, 
that gives you water and thus it may not be safe to drink, we load up on bottled water. So you might go to the Piggly Wiggly, you know, as hurricane season is, is, is approaching and get an extra case of bottled water with maybe one more case of bottled water than you would normally get. And you may do that for a month. So you may have, so if you, so if, you're, if your family normally goes through a couple of cases a month, you may buy another case, put it away. You may buy three cases instead of two. If your family goes through a case in a month, that's not enough water, you don't drink enough water. Um, but you might do that. You might invest in a generator to keep your refrigerator going. You might invest in some cha- a, a chainsaw to prepare your property. You understand what I'm saying? You might prepare. And, and none of it's panicked, except for the newcomers. None of it's panicked. It's, it's, it's just how you do, right? You ha- And you have your own stuff. So if you've got a gas grill, then you maybe you get an extra bottle of gas because your electric stove may not work. So you can cook. Or if you got a charcoal grill, you may get an extra two or three extra bags of charcoal so you can cook on the grill. It's what we do here in Florida to prepare for hurricanes. You may um, make sure that you have all the medication you need on hand in case you're not able to get to the pharmacy. You feel me? You might make those doctor's appointments early so you don't have a doctor's appointment, an important doctor's appointment in the middle of hurricane season where you may not get be able to get to the doctor. We prepare. And it makes good damn sense for the nation to prepare in the very same way. Have your own stuff. Have your own stuff. It is really very simple. H Y S. Have your stuff. H Y O S. Yeah. H Y O S. Have your own stuff. Be able to produce your own ventilators. Be able to produce your own PPE. The things, and that's part of the postmortem that we're going to have to do in this country. Be being able to, you know, what in, in these sort of pandemics have these things available here. Not that government's going to go out, go to China and buy a whole bunch of them and stockpile in a warehouse. That's only short-term thinking, and it rewards the country, the people, the regime that started this nonsense and gives them, and I know this is going to sound terrible to say out loud, but I'm going to say it out loud. It gives them actually reason to be less careful because they are benefiting from it financially. Have your own stuff. What have we learned with oil? If we are, we, we become energy self-sufficient, then the nonsense that happened, then you make, then you're able to make different decisions when it concerns the Middle East than, than you were before because you're not dependent on their oil for the health of your economy. It just makes sense. The adults are coming back to the table. The benefit of this, and there is a benefit, the benefit is, is that the adults are coming back to the table. The children are getting pushed to the children's table. 
and the adults are coming back to the children, I mean, back to the adult table. So we can talk about these things like, a, like grown-ups, not like 12-year-old girls. We could talk about these things like grown-ups. We, could, we can say stuff like, you know, it is super sad and tragic when, a, when an 86-year-old person passes away, especially to their family. But you know what kills? Do you do you know what kills more eighty six year olds than anything else? Eighty seven. I don't mean to make light of it, but it's it's just how adults have to think. You know, I I I spent some of this morning um, on Twitter. Oh, what a flaming garbage dump Twitter is. And I saw that, you know, there are people who are, who are equating the death of an 18-year-old person with a, with a death of an 81-year-old person. The 81-year-old person will say, would tell you, that's nonsense. <laughs> the person who has lived a life will tell you, that's ridiculous, because that person who's 81 is a freaking grown-up. They know the death of an 18-year-old is way more tragic than the death of an 81-year-old. But the narrative is that they are that they are somehow equal. No, they're tragic, and it's sad for the family, no doubt. No one's no one's not saying that. But there was a tweet that, saying that Ben Shapiro was talking about that it's okay to sacrifice the old people, but no one's sacrificing anybody. It's just a, it's just when we start talking about actuaries, we start talking about these things in a cold academic way, there's a reality. And as we come out of this COVID-19 thing, we're going to have to start talking about these things in a realistic way. Now, this same person who who, who was mad at Ben Shapiro about what um, he said about actuaries was not mad at Barack Obama. And Barack Obama said that if, you know, people are, are old and and instead of getting the surgery, you send grandma, you, you make grandma comfortable and they've had a good life and you send them home. But they may not get the surgery. Is it, is it all just hypocrisy or, or is it hypocrisy sprinkled with a, with a bit of dumbass? <laughs> I think that's probably more it than anything. It's hypocrisy sprinkled with a um, copious amount of dumbass, especially on Twitter. That's what we're talking about. So we're going to have to really start looking at um, China at the end of this whole COVID thing. And we have to start looking at the World Health Organization and their relationship to China. All their models were wrong. I'm going to say something else that your friends won't like. A lot of the people who are put in charge of these world organizations... They're not the best. They're just not the best. Tedros was found to have tried to keep people from finding about about a malaria outbreak in Kenya. So he's really good about putting the kibosh on getting the information out. These are not the, you know, just because these people, just because these people are put in front, you know what, in, in charge of these, these world organizations, these international organizations, a lot of times they are not the best. 
They are not the best we've got. And it, and it, it ain't got nothing with with Tedros being a Negro, because he called himself a Negro, being black. It ain't, it ain't got nothing to do with that. There are a lot of, there There are probably a thousand black doctors, and this is not even a doctor. Uh, there are probably a lot of, uh, a thousand black doctors that will be way more qualified than Tedros. And there's probably a thousand black doctors here in the U.S. There's probably a hundred black doctors in freaking Atlanta, Georgia, that would be better as head of the World Health Organization than Tedros. That's what I'm saying. There's a bunch of people better than this guy. And this happens in these world organizations all the time. And because they're in charge of these world organizations, um, their sort of their status of competency is elevated well past where their competency level actually is. And Tedros is weighing over his head. He's a puppet of China, and we need to start looking at the World Health Organization, and we need to start looking at funding that organization, just like we need to start looking at funding a lot of these international organizations that do not have the best interests of the United States at heart. The World Health Organization, a lot of us have been screaming about the United Nations for years and years and years. They obviously do not care a twit about the American people. A twit. No matter what. If we're not ready to be part of the one world one world government or you know what then we are to be distrusted and we are to be maligned by all these small basically insignificant economically economically countries while we pay the freight for everything that's just the reality of it this is reality of what we're dealing with come on folks time for the adults to come back to the table The World Organization put put out a whole bunch of bad models. Whole bunch of bad mo- whole bunch of bad models that a lot of you know that, that the federal government here in the United States and a lot of state governments and even local governments acted on because they you know what they thought I'm gonna give some of them some of them the benefit of the doubt. They thought they were doing the best thing. Guess what? They weren't. Bad models. Bad policy. Data trumps models every day, every day. And now that we're getting data in, and what do we know? We know our how many hospital beds we have. That's not changing. We know that. We know what our population is. And we know how many people died. And now we know, and now we're learning more and more every single day, the data is improving how many people um, has, have contracted coronavirus. The coronavirus or COVID nineteen, uh, we're finding out how every day uh, using antibody tests how many, how many people had it and don't have it anymore, and are building antibodies. And again, just because you have antibodies for something doesn't mean that you can't catch it again. You caught a cold. You keep catching colds. Guess what? Guess what? Coronavirus is. It's a cold. It's the same family of viruses. Look! Look at your can of Lysol. The spray Lysol, and some of, and one of the things that it kills is coronavirus. It doesn't say COVID nineteen. It says coronavirus because co- this COVID nineteen is in the same family of those viruses. In the same family of those viruses, 
that's why Lysol was pretty effective on coronavirus, on COVID-19, on, on a hard surface, pretty effective. That, and that's why. You won't hear that from mainstream media. You only hear it, hear it here on um, Fight Back 2020 because we're the fly in the ointment. We're going to get a little break. We'll be back with more of the program right after these messages. things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942, www.bloomingdays.com. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. Thank you so much for um, hanging with us this um, this glorious day, this Thursday, April thirtieth, two thousand twenty, in the year of our Lord. All right, um, you heard a couple days ago that Justin Amash, who is a critic of the president, has decided uh, to get a exploration committee. That's how they start an exploration committee um, into finding out if he has a. Um, viable chance of dethroning, I shouldn't say it that way, it's terrible, of winning the, for finding a way to beat Donald Trump. Now, he's not going to run as a Republican because he has quit, has left the Republican Party. As a matter of fact, Justin Amash left the Freedom Caucus. The Freedom Caucus was in back in, back in 2010 where there was a huge number of, of Tea Party conservatives that that actually won the House back for the Republican Party. 
And um, I think that Justin Amash is disenchanted with, with, with that, and I and that's completely understandable. I get that. But when I see these third-party candidates, and it doesn't matter if they're in the Green Party, if they're in um, some, some, some sort of offshoot party of the Democrat Party, I always think this is the very same thing. And I'm thinking the very same thing with Justin Amash and his third-party candidacy. Uh, and I don't know whether Justin is going to run as a libertarian. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if that's been announced yet. But, we'll, but we'll, we're going to follow it here at Fightback 2020. But it's the same thing for me. You only hear about third parties win presidential election years. The only time you ever hear about them. Hardly anybody from the Green Party has run. Hardly anybody. Now, in, now you may live in Seattle or a uh, wacko place like that. Uh, hardly anybody from the Green Party has run for city council. Right? Or, or county commission. Or sheriff. Or... You, you 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 get what I'm saying, or mayor, or school board. No, you only hear about these third parties, Green Party, and I, and I don't. You know, now I'm gonna make some people who who I like mad, or Libertarian Party. You never hear about the Libertarian Party candidate running for school board. You never hear about that. You never hear about the Libertarian county, the Libertarian Party candidate running for county commission or city council, or mayor. Never hear about it. You know why you never hear about it? Because they don't do it. They don't do it. They're too busy on Twitter. You know, they're they're too busy on Twitter having conservative pissing contests about how much more they're conservative than you are, and how bad the Republican Party, and how bad the Republican Party is, and how corrupt the Democrat Party is. Uh, and we we should move away from this two party system as they are part of the libertarian party that and they never run for local office so they in my view they refuse to do their work they're like the guy who shows up a day before the first game and wants to be the head coach because they've got better ideas now the the unfortunate part is that they may have better ideas. But no one's going to buy into those ideas because they haven't done their work. They haven't dealt with the players. They haven't dealt with they haven't dealt with recruiting. They haven't dealt with all the things that you need to be successful in the game. They haven't done they haven't done any of that. They just want to superimpose their ideas without, without having any buy-in from from the top. Seems fairly authoritarian to me really they you have to understand that both parties both the republican and democrat parties for the good or the bad have done a lot of work in cultivating their teams if i can use that analogy and i know that's going to piss people off but you know what that's kind of what i do they spend a lot of time and effort cultivating their teams getting buy-in from their teams Libertarians have, have, have spent none of that time, none of that energy, none of that effort, none. So it is as elitist and authoritarian as anything that at this point, Justin Amash wants to be the super conservative. He wants to be, he wants to be the head coach now, now. 
and I know this isn't going to make a lot of my dear friends happy, but I'm going to say this to Justin Amash and the people who are who would support him at this point. We've already got a head coach. We've already got a team. The game's about to start. Can't make the change now. Thanks. Where the hell were you four years ago? Where the hell were you? I know you were in Congress. Uh, I understand, but you weren't doing the on the boots on the ground work. It it is going to take. They weren't. Now the sad part is that there are people at election time in these other parties, Green Party, whatever the other party was. I don't remember it was on the Democrat side uh, four years ago. I just don't remember. That's terrible. Um, that are at, that are that are at the community level. People are at the community level, and not preaching to the choir. They're doing the work. Libertarians love y'all, but you're not doing the work in the right places, which is why you don't have the support. And simply being a contrarian is not doing the work. It's not. You've got to decide that you're going to go into some of these communities and that you're going to organize and that you're going to get grassroots, bottom-up support for your candidates on every level, on the, on the city, on the township, city, county, state level. That's what you're going to have to decide to do. And it doesn't seem like anybody in the libertarian parties or the organized libertarians are interested in doing any of that. Right now, Justin Amash is pissed off and doesn't like Trump and is listening to people saying that that he's the guy who can beat Trump when he's actually just going to be a Ross, at his very best, a Ross Perot. And then what we'll have. I got to get out of here. We see you again. Go out there and learn something. Love somebody. And for goodness sakes, take care of yourself. Fightbackmedia.com. Fightbackmedia.com. Check it out. Go there right this very second. You're already on the internet. There ain't no reason why you can't or you shouldn't. We will see you when we see you. Goodbye now. Scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Available in different prices and varieties at a lottery retailer near you. The Virginia Lottery. Every day wins. For odds and more information, visit VALottery.com.